This is Beyond Kink with Master Dion. I am your host, Master Dion. This unique podcast is a raw and unapologetic glance into the forbidden world of kink. We're here to defunct the misconceptions and to stimulate your curiosities around the kink lifestyle. We're going to hit you with harsh realities of the who and what of the kink world through powerful conversations and kinky fun. This podcast is for anyone from the curious newbie to the veteran keister to use this platform to express, grow, and play in this mysterious lifestyle. As always, keep it kinky. What up, Kingsters? How y'all doing today? Welcome to another episode of Beyond Kink with Master Dion. I appreciate y'all coming back. I know it's uh, it's been kind of a journey as we start through this and and um we're going to we're going to talk again about some more stuff today but let me preface it what the hell is going on uh if you can't hear if you can't uh sound out what uh, how my voice is doing I'm a little nasally because I've been sickish for the last week maybe almost a week I don't know something like that um uh, I don't have the vid all right, I'm I'm positive I don't have COVID, but I've been sick, and um, I think I don't know who gave it to me. There's been some suspicions. Maybe my kids, maybe slave and training, maybe somebody else. Maybe I am, am. No, maybe not. But anyway, I'm somehow I'm sick, or I'm getting over it, and um, it's um, it's been. A little bit of a, a journey. We kind of push back. I know that you won't, uh, you don't know when we do our recordings, but we've got to push back so that I can get some time to recover. But now we're up against the wall. A um, couple of things I wanted to talk about. First of all, um, shouts out to DMX. He passed away. Now, I'm not big on giving out a little shots out to dead people, but he uh, he kind of influenced a little bit in my life early in my life, so I wanted to make sure I kind of give some shots out to DMX. So, um, you know, his music. I used to, when I was young, I used to think I was super bad. Wanted to have me a nice little four wheeler ATV that I could ride on the streets. Wanted to do all this little cool stuff, and I wanted to speak. I wanted to speak with with some tonation in there and act really tough. It was all because of him. So I'll give some shouts out to him and his family and and um I guess rest in peace. I mean, hopefully there's a if that means something that there's uh, some meaning behind that. Um additionally, I wanted to uh, talk well, I wanted to mention what's happened this week. This this last week. Well, let me first say what today's topic is and it's it kind of blends into last week, but it's about how to protect yourself and how to act in the lifestyle. And I, I will get to that. I'm, I'm just uh, kind of uh, jumping into shit, but it is what this topic is going to really kind of be about is, you know, about the personal actions, um, getting community support, and actual contracts and agreements that you may have or that you and your partner may share in the lifestyle a code of conduct and what to look for when you're out at uh, events and, and I mean, essentially your own code of conduct. And then lastly, kinks versus criminal. I also got some other shit. We're still going to do your story at the end and we're still going to 
Um, I have a writing that I want to read to y'all later. But let me kind of rewind it about the what's kind of been happening this last week and kind of make some a little bit of announcements, right? I should need to make some announcements. Um, and again, a warning. I'm I'm not feeling the greatest, but uh I'm I'm gonna make sure that I'm kicking out this content uh, along with my team, INM and the super producer Dooley. I'm gonna keep kicking out this content so that people have consistency from us and and things like that. Uh, some of the announcements, uh, as this show comes out, the next day, the, so I will say tomorrow, because when the show comes out, will be our, our first vanilla-inspired, I don't know, kink-inspired vanilla party. Um, and it's called Kink and Curious, hosted by INM and by a young lady named Blossom. Um, the, the premise behind it is to uh, give an introduction or give a way for for vanilla people or newbies to kind of enter into the lifestyle without having to dive uh, full-fledged into it, uh, into the lifestyle without proper knowledge and, and, uh, and experience. The What I've seen, uh, I've been watching from above, and what I've seen is that they're putting together a nice little program where there's going to be some games, some Q&A, some introductions, and so it's not it's not going to be a scene where you're going to feel uncomfortable. It's going to be a, um, going to be a very welcoming uh, situation. And if you haven't seen it, you can look on Eventbrite under Kink and Curious. It's in Denver. It's on the fifteenth of April, and or on FetLife. Um, you can find other events for April fifteenth or on my page or INM's page. Um, and additionally, we are—I just put out the next big party that that um, Master Dion Presents is going to be doing, and that is the Kinky Rooftop Party. It's—it's uh, it's, you got to go read the details. I can't tell you all the details because it's a—it's a day party going into a night party to an after party. So if you want to kick off the spring with an absolute banger, then check out the. The Beyond Kinks Kiki Rooftop Party. It's also kind of be a uh, a Beyond Kink with Master Dion podcast release party too. We're gonna um, do an episode there. Um, I don't know if it's on a rooftop or one of the suites, but we're gonna um, do an episode there so that people can get the experience of seeing how we do this. All right. I wanted. To, I wanted to. There, I think it's the next episode. I know. I'm not sure, but there's there's a story that happened to me. This uh, there's a situation that happened to me this last week, and I wanted to share it with y'all because it directly had to do with with me being in the lifestyle and me being open in the lifestyle and dealing with somebody that's not in the lifestyle. Mm-hmm. Now, there's there's been times that I've talked about. You know, having a vanilla partner and you're a kinky partner, and how can that work out, and can it work out? Well, the situation has some similarity. Now, the person I'm going to talk about is is more of a a, a good friend of mine. She's in the in the um, vanilla world. Um, she we were we had a professional bond contacts. Uh, what should I say? A professional bond and um, business um, relationship, and she um, is in a very 
very uh, high-end political status, I guess I can say. And that's just the way it is. So she had left for several years um, to be um, on an administration team. And then she came back, and lo and behold, she she comes to my cigar bar and sees sees me at the cigar bar. And I was with um I was with uh, slave in training and I was with some other people and she came in and was like, Hey, how you doing? and all that and so on and so forth. And uh we we decided to to meet up. Now, even before she was gone out of Colorado, she knew that I personally was in the lifestyle, but now it's Oh, you have a shirt on that says Beyond Kink. Uh, you have a podcast. You're you're fully engaged into this lifestyle as compared to four or five years ago as far as what she had known. Now, I have always been, but she hadn't known the full depths of it. Now she's getting a full depth of it. So we meet up for a coffee. Well, I don't drink, so I had a coffee and she had a drink. And she was explaining to me about her situation and um, a lot of people tend to want to, I don't, I don't know why, but, you know, kind of get relationship advice from me. Like, who knows? But it will make sense as we go on. So she, we're sitting down, we're talking, and and she's explaining to me about how she's back here in Colorado. She's got this new job, and and the and her boyfriend um, is supposed to move out here, and she's going to... Uh, she really, she, she set him up for an interview and, and a job and she doesn't think he's taking it seriously, blah, blah, blah. And, and I'm like, all right, well, I mean, that sounds like normal people problems. I mean, I don't know what to tell you about that, but you know, if he, if he sometimes people feel like as, um, they're stuck in this, um, machismo or macho thing is they don't want their woman to do something for them. They want to figure it out for something. Like, oh, maybe that's the situation. I don't know, but um, tell me more about you. Because I'm like, this sounds a little, this like, doesn't sound like a major problem. And she seems to be wanting to get something off her chest. And, and you know, she goes into a whole thing about how the last few boyfriends she's had, she's basically helped them in their career and got them to a certain point. And then she starts feeling like she's the mama of the relationship. And then she starts to get resentful. And then she just wants a really strong man and somebody that doesn't blah, 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 so on and so forth. So, and, you know, I'm like, okay. And she goes, oh, and um, I've tried to talk to each one of them about, you know, doing more kinky stuff, like going and trying to be maybe swingers or, or, you know, maybe a threesome or, you know, she would prefer two guys instead of not, you know, not just what may be the quote unquote traditional, um, two girls and a guy and everyone, every single one of the guys have shut her down about that. And, um, uh, so she's finding some frustration. So now my ears start to perk up. I'm like, okay, well, um, I mean, I knew you were freaky, but you know, freaky in the vanilla world is different than freaky in the kink world. But, um, this is very interesting that you're saying this. And I said, well, what is that a situation with the current boy? Well, the current boyfriend, he, uh, you know, we tried to thought about him having, you know, his, he's going through a divorce, but maybe keeping her than me, then 
having like a poly relationship, but then all I could think about it was how it would mess with my career and how it would um, uh, be an issue of you know, like it could bring up or somebody have something as far as my career. And I was like, okay, well, so you you want the, the lifestyle, but you don't want it because your career is so important. She's like, basically, yes, but I crave it all the time. And all of a sudden, she turns around and says to me, you're the kind of guy that I want, except for I don't want you because of the fact that you're so open about your lifestyle. Now, I'm not, this was by no means uh, a date or us trying to get together. We're just, we're just friends. But I was like, so you want, uh, you want, well, I just need one somebody that's so confident that leads their own way, that finds their own path and is okay with doing what they're doing. But it can't be that can't be somebody that's doing it like you because of the fact that I have my whole career that I'm, uh, that I want to, to, to concentrate on and be a part of. And I can't have, uh, somebody sitting on my, or us holding hands and you got a beyond kink shirt on. And of course, as I'm at this, um, this little, um, this little coffee date or coffee meeting or whatever, I'm wearing a, a Beyond King shirt. So I was like, well, okay, well, that makes sense, you know, and, and this is kind of where that, that, little, that little line that's been created between the vanilla and the kink world and why everybody makes up nicknames and so on and so forth because they don't want to uh, jeopardize their career. And I and and my whole thing is like, well, do you really think that that would jeopardize career? And and I'm like, these senators and stuff like that. I go, Hickenlooper has had a, a rampant uh, rumor that he likes to get his ass whipped by um, dominatrix. So and she was like, well, now tell me the last female you've heard about in politics that's that, that's been out like that. And I said, well, that's a fucking point right there. That's a good fucking point. And I like if she comes out and has. Um, if she's in a throuple or a poly relationship, it might affect her in some other ways. I can't speak upon that because uh, I'm a male and I'm and I've decided to live my life the way I wanted to live it. And maybe that's an extra privilege I have. I have no idea, but I know that if um, she has this entire career, that she has to really kind of contemplate that. And then to find a partner who is okay with uh, doing some kicking stuff underneath, but being professional on top and also being in charge, but letting her run her own career and blah, 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 so on and so forth. I told her I didn't have an answer for her because I haven't met that person yet. So, I mean, you know, maybe she'll find that person. But I thought it was just very critical that there's that heavy balance or heavy uh, wall between this, um, the dating or getting to know people in the vanilla lifestyle versus the people that are actually fully dived into the kink lifestyle. So it was, it was a very interesting conversation. I was like, wow, I've never, I've always gotten praise for the most part about being so out about who I am. But then it was just like, um, if, if I was single or if I was, she's a very attractive woman. If I was pursuing her, that that would have been, um, Either I would have had to change, which is not an option, or um, I just wouldn't be able to be with her because of the fact of who I was, who I am, and um, how I live. So kind of get, you kind of get a reminder every day about you know the so-called freedom and 
the way that you want to express yourself and the way you want to be, you know, there's always going to be some roadblock to some kind of uh, pushback against who you are and how you identify. So I just wanted to make that mention and um, give you a perspective of of how I still have to deal with it. And we'll always, I don't know about always, but we're going to have to keep continuing to deal with how people view us and how and and how we have to live if we if we want to continue and maybe in a vanilla lifestyle. All right. Well, anyway, that was the story that uh, that something that happened this last week, and I thought it was good to let y'all know about it. Let's kind of jump into on this topic. So how to protect yourself and how to act. Now, I know last week we talked a lot about how to act and even kind of protect yourself, but I wanted to kind of uh, dive a little bit more into it and you'll see when we get to those kind of points. So we we talked last week about personal actions, the steps to take. If you remember that, if you don't go back to the podcast, take a listen to it. Um, uh, Protectors and friend meeting in public space. you know, a shared location that y'all both familiar with, something that's going to make sure that you're keeping yourself, your personal actions and how to protect yourself and the steps you take when you're, you're meeting people in the, in the lifestyle. Frankly, when you're meeting anybody new, I mean, I would take those kind of steps. If it's a blind date or something like that, you might as well take those kind of steps anyway. So we'll skip that and go to number two. How do you present yourself? Now, we talked a little bit about that yesterday, but it was it was uh, I wanted to dive deeper into that about how you present yourself. Some reason when I look at this, when I say this uh, sentence, I I I think of of a guy, and and I think of a guy or a cis guy who comes and and has sloppy ass, dirty sweats on, their hands in their pants when they come to an event of mine or an event. And they just look scummy and they look creepy. And they're just there to just get their nut on and get out. And then I see the next person that walks in and they're dressed in a nice little outfit because it's a party, because it's a way to um, to kind of, um, hey, you know, I respect the game and I want to I come in here and enjoy myself. And um, maybe my clothes will be off by the end of the night, but for right now I want to come uh, present myself in a certain type of way. Um, yes, I'm, I know I'm giving you a real story. I'm seeing, some of you have seen that I've started to, uh, require a dress code, but these are the kind of things that, that, um, a person needs to be freaking aware of. Like, come on, man. I mean, they, just because we're in the kink lifestyle doesn't mean that we have to be, um, scummy or, or look, look dirty and all that stuff like that. I can't stand that. I have a, I have a huge thing about dirtiness and, and and now if you got pussy juice all over me, then that's one thing. But, you know, I don't want no goddamn dirt all over me. And I don't want no slimy little nasty shit all over me. Um, but when you're approaching this female, female, male, um, however you identify, how do you want, how do you want uh, to be known as? Do you want to be known as that stinky ass person? Do you want that? I mean, how many times? Have I had parties or I've been to parties where the um somebody's balls stink so bad they like, hey, yo, you need to go take a shower. You need to go do something. I mean, what kind of respect do you have for this lifestyle when you show up to a, a party smelling nasty as fuck? I mean, maybe if that's the kink, 
and everybody knows about it, that's another thing. But not, I mean, come on, have a little bit more respect. If it's not for yourself, then have it for the other people that are around you. And the same thing, I smell with women and it's like, you know, I mean, did you not? You know you're about to come in here and you're about to do some nasty shit. So don't smell nasty as you're doing nasty. And I like it. Take some, some time. You know, like uh, people like to say, take some pride. I'm not going to say take some pride. I'm going to say take some time. You know, like and nobody's going to convince me that they ain't never touched themselves. So stick your finger in your pussy or, or cuff your balls and just see how they smell. How about that? You know, maybe put a finger down your ass cheeks and make sure to see that, that it doesn't smell like dog shit. When you, when you do that, do something to keep yourself clean. All right. There's nothing wrong with a little soap. All right. And speaking of anal fisting, never mind. Um, so, uh, what I'm talking about is when you're cleaning, you know, clean yourself, take a shower. How about, um, you know, I can't stand it when people come with over perfume or over cologne, but you know, something make Smell good, you know, but not don't go overboard. And I know people are like, well, what the hell? Who who makes you the authority of, of how somebody should smell or nothing like that? I'm not saying that. I'm saying that that respect the, the whole process. Like, you know, smell. There's, a, there's no reason to smell like boo-boo when you're trying to get your freak on. I mean, who the hell likes that? I don't like it. I know there's a, I know there's, there's a, a shit fetish and all that stuff. That's not exactly what I'm talking about. I'm just talking about in general when you're, you know, you came off of work and you did all this and you're sweating and and you had to use a porta potty so you don't really wipe that well because you don't want to sit on the porta potty. Go home and take a motherfucking shower. How about that? Clean your ass, clean your balls, clean your pussy, clean your titties. I don't know what else there to clean. Clean your toes. Do something. Be a little bit more hygienic, okay? And your attire. How about your attire? Let's, you know, like, I get a lot of people, and I really appreciate it. Hey, can I wear lingerie or can I, you know, do, is this a casual? You know what? Thank you for asking. Yes, you can wear this or wear that. Um, but, you know, it's a be appropriate for whatever the party is. If we're throwing... An overnight, I don't know, little sleeping party or something like that. Of course, wear your pajamas, wear your onesies and stuff like that. You know, if you're if you're coming to the Church of King party, you know, maybe you want to be a little. You ain't gotta be. I, I wear sweats. I mean, everybody. If you ever wonder, I always wear sweats. Now they're designer sweats, and and I try to make sure that I don't look like a bum or anything like that. But try to represent a little bit better of how you present yourself. I know. Who the hell makes me the authority? I didn't, I'm not saying I'm the authority. I'm just saying, God damn. Some of the people just look like sloppy ass crap. And I'm just getting tired of like, hey, wait a minute. You can't come in here. And I'm going to start turning people away. And I, I'm asking all of everybody like, hey, you know what? If they're, not, if they're stinking, if, they're, if, if they ain't got respect enough to come to a gangbang and not wash their balls, tell them they got to go. I have. Anybody that's been to my bang knows I have zero problem kicking out a motherfucker for stinking. And, and if you have a chronic problem, you know, like, let, it should be, if you know you have a chronic stinking problem, then you might want to let the host or the person know 
then maybe there's a situation or if you feel like, hey, you know, this is, um, no matter how many times I take a shower, my balls stink. And um, there's going to be a little white, creamy fungus underneath it. Let me know that shit so I can not invite you. <laughs> no, I'm just, I'm just saying, if you got something that, that, uh, that hey, man, I just, just got this odor and it's just, you know, no matter how many times I shower or something like that. I know it's embarrassing, but I've heard some crazy ass shit. So you can talk to me or hopefully the host isn't some, some asshole that or some bitch that won't let you express to them what they tell me. Come and me, you can come and talk to me. Now, I will express it to the people involved. And if somebody has a problem with it, then maybe that's not the the place for you to go. Or I don't know. But you know, like it, it's a there's situations where you have to try. I oh, I know I had um oh, I had personally, I used to work out like a madman back in the day. And I I used after I didn't have no odor for like all these years. And all of a sudden I started getting this odor. And then um, this nutritionist was like, started taking some probiotic or some some kind of pills. And then the smell went away. Maybe it's not something that you just got to live with that you stink like shit. Then maybe it's something that there's, you can go to a nutritionist or maybe it's the way you're eating or something like that. I'm sure there's people out there that that can assist you in that kind of stuff. I know I'm getting a little bit, uh, I don't know, aggressive with this, but ah, damn, I can't stand when it's just that, you know. Oh, and <laughs> I&M just made a little pointer out to me, and so I just want to, and uh, I, there will be a person that will come, there will be, their hair will be dead, their clothes will be nice, they, they look like they're fine, and they come up in there and they knock you the hell out with that badass breath. Now, we, they, when you got halitosis on the mouth, then you need to, I don't know, what can you, does the hand test work? We can, what can you use to make sure that you can, you can smell your own breath or, or just use caution? How about just pop a mint when, every time you come to a party or something like that? If you know you got a problem, <coughs> Then let's address it because it can ruin the whole time that you're talking with somebody. And they all they hear, all they smell is halitosis. And I, you know, I got to be aware of it. I smoke cigars, so I, I definitely have to be aware of that. But you got to try to pay attention to yourself because what you don't want is the same old clickish classroom bullshit when everybody's like, you know, they start calling you um, dragon breath. And if anybody knows, uh, House party, they know what I mean by dragon breath. You don't want to be called dragon breath. You don't want to be known as that. You know, you want to be known as that person that you're trying to identify with. You don't want somebody else making up an identity for you. So, I mean, if you have any questions, um, I use cocoa butter. Always use cocoa butter. And um, I try to brush my teeth twice a day. I don't know. I'm not, <laughs> I'm not the authority on hygiene. But fuck, just get yourself clean, please. I mean, I, did, I, I just, I get sick and tired. Even some of the best personality people that I've met, some of them is just so foul that I can't even deal with them. It just sucks because they got great personality, but I can't deal with, I can't, and I'm so like, 
upfront and uh, that I would just tell them. And then I just see it. It's like, don't take this as me trying to crush your soul. Take it as I'm trying to give you some, what do you call it? Uh, uh, constructive criticism. But, you know, maybe I need to work on how I say it. I don't know. Anyway, so that's where that is. We're going to move on to uh, persona and identity. Now, again, we've talked about this last week a lot of times and, and how you want to be represented in the community. But um, I wanted, for the new people coming in, I, I got one thing that says use caution. And, what are, and what I say, why do I say that? Because I think a lot of times you either have these two misconceptions as you come into the lifestyle. Either it's about brutality and beating and this and that, or it's about it's so inclusive. And, and this is my right environment. I'm not saying you're wrong on either side, but I'm saying that, that there needs to be a little bit more clarity about, uh, about uh, when you're kind of coming into the lifestyle and, and how you want to represent yourself and how you want to get into these different communities and deal with these dynamics. I wrote, um, if you follow me on FetLife, I wrote a, a writing in there and it was just about lessons I had learned and, and I was trying to, to tell people based off of, of uh, my experience as a master, there were some things that I've noticed that, that people um, either are afraid to say or, um, or try to ignore, or, you know, there's, there's this really big problem of, of, uh, shit happening to other people and us being quietly disturbed about it, but not speaking up and not saying anything. So, uh, as much as I, if people throw me stuff and, and put stuff in front of my face and, um, I'll be that, that, um, vessel to read a lot of this shit because I can't stand some of this stuff, but I want you to read this writing. So if you're a newbie or if you're in, if you're trying to establish yourself in the lifestyle, that this is something, these are just a f- couple of things that, that um, I point out in this writing. So I'm reading this verbatim. So some of it, uh, I read it earlier and I was like, oh, this don't kind of make any sense, but it is what it is. So lessons learned so far. Master has learned that our alternative lifestyle is still not widely accepted. Many people don't accept that most of us are not only sexually expressive, but that we want to explore kinks that are beyond any kind of traditional sexuality. Number two, the alternative lifestyle isn't without judgment. To my surprise, there seems to be a lot of judgment within the community that pisses me off. I try to approach the lifestyle with as little judgment as possible. Because I know I endure, I endure in kinks that some people may not like. So why should I pass judgment on others for their kinks? I do know that when it comes to kinks, there are illegal and potentially too dangerous to be accepted. So I decide to defend, remove, and eliminate predators and violators from my life. I just don't, I just don't know if I, nor do, does, nor does anyone else have the authority to pass judgment on anyone. I know it's not a popular stance, but your preference isn't always the right preference. Number three, loyalty is rare. No additional comments. Number four, 
Respect is gain, not force. This isn't new to me, but damn. Just because you call yourself a master, dom, daddy, mommy, or whatever, doesn't mean you are deserving of that title. Number five, hate, racism, liars, snitches, and undercovers are prevalent in our community. Guide yourself through this community with caution. Haters come in all shapes and forms. So don't blindly assume that because you're in this community that all are accepting and inclusive. (coughs) So I wrote that writing way back in August for the simple fact that they don't want you to come in blindly. I didn't want anybody to start coming into this lifestyle blindly thinking that, oh, I didn't found other people that like to do the kings I like and I'm going to be accepting all over. Now, I've just read those five lessons to you, or those five things I've learned and, and I'm still fully fledged into the lifestyle. So obviously there's a lot of good stuff. There's a lot of um, positives that, that would keep me into the lifestyle. But I, I, I make myself aware of these type of things every time just to, make, just to be like, oh, okay. No, 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 no. I am, uh, I'm still uh, a person that has to be aware of my surroundings everywhere, every environment I get myself into. So I, I wanted that to be clear about how you use your caution when you come into this lifestyle. Like, I mean, it's, um, I can't speak on other countries because I'm from America. But as far as American concern is that there's still the underlining that most of us are still Americans and that we were, we were raised in a place that encompasses many bad things and many good things. So um, just be cautious when you're into that, that it's not a free for all and everything's not gravy and the same fucking euphoria or whatever the hell you want to call it. Um, confidence and clarity of self as an ongoing process. So as, as I, I guess I would say this is kind of general in life, but, but what's very important to this lifestyle is that you start to not only identify who you are and get a clarity, which is, is an ongoing process. I, I am not a 100% clear of who I am in this lifestyle as of right now, but it's an ongoing process. But it should be that you're getting a better understanding of yourself every single day in this lifestyle. And you're, if it goes from the kinks that you, that you do and say, oh, I like this, I don't like this, and then you start growing that list to, you know what? I like how that person just followed me around and was submissive to me. Or, oh, I like when somebody was giving me instructions. You start to understand yourself better, and it should be a, a point to, to, um, to a, a point of growth for you that you're becoming this person who... Um, is more self-aware. That will make your whole lifestyle feel so much better than just to uh, than just to go in there blindly and 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 do what the other person wants. Even as a slave, I I, I implore that a person tries to figure out who they are and identify um, those things that they like about themselves so that they can find a better match. Um. What else do I want to say? Confidence. Be confident. People say, how in the hell can somebody identify themselves as a slave? Because that person is confident in them and to who they, they feel like they identify as. And I think that's very important that you, 
that you find that confidence into how you, once you understand and you've learned who you are and how you identify, then be that person. It's okay. And if, if you find out later that you find out you're more or something like that, that's fine. Grow into it and be more of that. But the clarity of self uh, is, is an important thing that you don't have to figure out your complete self tomorrow. It's an ongoing process. And the more you know about yourself, the more that you um, are felt is the right way to, that's for you, then you'll become more confident and you'll enjoy the lifestyle more. Being open-minded. Now, I have a little confessional. When I first got into lifestyle, oh, shit, more than first got into lifestyle. I'd say when several years into lifestyle, I had never met so many diverse people. And and I didn't know how I would react to uh, the many diverse people and, and how they identify and things like that. And I was like, hmm. How would I be around a trans person until I met a, until I met a great trans person and and she identified as she and she and I uh, had uh, worked worked well together and then you know right now we're, I'm a stubborn ass Aries so uh, you know right now we're not talking and that's fine but it had nothing to do with about her identity or my identity it had to do with some other shit so and, and I was like. Wow, you know, <clears throat> you know, I, I, I used to think things. A lot of things were choices, and when you see some shit that, that there's no way in hell I would want to go through life where I had to fight from a kid to for my identity. You know, like I don't think I have that kind of strength. And to sit down and talk with a, a few of these people, uh, these people, <laughs> um, um. I don't want to say their names because um, um, they haven't given me permission to say their names, so I don't want to do that. But you know, I talked to them and how they were raised in the in uh, in I don't know as a youth in in the general public or whatever you want to say, and how the shit that they had to deal with. And it doesn't take away that I, me as a black man being raised in Colorado, I didn't have to deal with shit. But I was like, God damn, why would I want to add on to that? It was already bad enough that. Just being raised as a black man. Now you talking about that you got to deal with this other shit, you know? And and um, uh, it just it started making me see and respect people for what they are willing to go through to to live their their truth. I mean, that's their truth. If they if they believe in whoever they are, that's their truth. You know, I I who am I to to fight against that? You know. And I've always had this perspective, like, well, shit, I was born this way, so I ain't got no choice but to be a black man, no matter however, anybody can say whatever the fuck they want to, but I'm a black man, and so people cannot uh, be in the same situation as me. But I'm starting to see that I'm wrong about that. I'm starting to see that people, uh, one of the trans persons has said to me, you think that I want, I, I chose this? You think I would want to be this way? They said this, this is how I this is how I felt since I was born. And I was like, fuck. I mean, that, it, it gave you a perspective because these, you know, I I've had black folks around me from when I was young who wished they weren't black because they didn't want to have to deal with all this shit. So it was kind of resonating from when this person said that to me. Like, 
Like, you think I want to go through it? You think I wanted to get beat up and bullied and, and deal with this shit all the time? Hell no. And I was like, well, that's, that was some, some things that uh, was like, you know what? Stop being an idiot. You know, like, you don't know how people and how they go through things. So be a lot more open-minded. And I'm not telling you that you have to be that or have to even agree with, with people and how they are in this lifestyle. But be open-minded that you accept the learning. And even if you learn and you have a disagreement, it was, it's, that's the part of human nature. I mean, we're not, who the fuck wants to agree with everything? I mean, that's no fun. You know, like, but if you open mind enough to hear and accept them and say, hey, I respect you for you and leave it at that, then that's fine. You know, I, I don't, I don't, uh, I don't um, hold it against a person for not agreeing with somebody. I mean, why would I do that? You know, like, it's just, that's a part of life. The next one, have an open heart. And uh, this one is, is a, uh, so you get, you interpret it the way that you want to interpret it. But what I was sep- was basically saying was acceptance, and and again goes back to the different people. Um, maybe if you if you have uh, wanted to be in love, and maybe that person that you're actually falling for, or something like that, doesn't fit fit your your. Um, the traditional version of a person that you should be in love with or that you should be in a relationship with. And, um, and, uh, you heard the story last week with, with, um, I and she was like, I was, I thought I was just heterosexual and I ended up falling in love with somebody that wasn't the same or the, the male gender, you know, those kind of things that, um, that sometimes being open hearted about, uh, to, that we talked about, you know, maybe, like, I'll give you an example of myself. Shit, I, I had, um, this had nothing to do with love. It just had to do with friendship. My friends predominantly had been black guys, you know, same. I mean, I don't know if they were too much different than me. The cookie cutter of me, just black guys. that, And um, maybe a couple of uh, poker buddies that weren't, weren't black. But uh, when I got more involved into the lifestyle, I started having friends that, that weren't this typical type of person that, that you know, and it, and it had a lot to do with where I was hanging out. I mean, if you're going to always going to a black club and and you know you're you're a part of black fraternities or anything like that, of course those are the kind of people you're going to see. But as I got into the lifestyle and I start hearing and learning from different people, then you start having different type of associates and different type of uh, colleagues and and friends and stuff like that. So have an open heart when you come in here. I know you have. A lot of people have a certain goal, you know, like I want to swing and stuff like that. Cool. But, you know, do what you want to do. But if you want to be in this lifestyle for the long run, outside of just getting your fucking rocks off, then have an open heart and accept people for who they are. And, and, and like I said, on the open mind is just accepting who they are. On the open heart is, is there a problem with you being my friend? Or is there a problem that you fall in love with that person? And I, I'm not that I'm I'm not trying to get in here and try to be all sappy and shit like that. But there's sometimes when you're you're finding this roadblock or this block in the regular life, and like, 
why is this at all? Because maybe, maybe even though you identify as a heterosexual person that only wants to do this, there might be somebody in the lifestyle that has no, not even a close identity towards you, but is going through a similar roadblock or problem. And you may end up having a good friendship out of something of somebody that you would never thought that you would have a commonality with. So open heart, open mind. Confidence, clarity of self, but always use caution. Now the attitudes, 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 attitudes. And this is, this goes, I guess it goes back to how, how you're presenting yourself into the, into the lifestyle or how you act in the lifestyle. People have said to me countless amount of times, you are an asshole, but I respect that you are very straightforward and that you get the message across the way that you want it. And, it's, and uh, there is no wishy-washy about it. And literally, that is my purpose. So I'm going to give you a little insights about me. I am, what? I am, what is hard on the outside and soft in the middle? Like a candy or something like that. What is, I don't know what is, I'm trying to give... A blow pop. Well, a blow pop sounds uh, uh, a little nasty, but let's say that we'll, we'll use blow pop. So I have over the years and my entire life, because just because of so much has happened to me as far as death, as far as losing tons of money, my business is going down, blah, blah, blah. Friends um, uh, fucking with me, you know, previous relationships. I've built this harder out of shell that it's just really um, to the point where, where I'm, I'm an asshole a lot of times. And uh, I, I will pressure people because either you're going to understand and stick around or you're going to fucking leave. And then, then I've accomplished my goal. And some of those very few people who they will see a glimpse every once. I'm like, God damn, this, this guy is actually kind of uh, a sweetheart or, or he's actually um, pretty soft. And I don't, I don't, I'm not soft, but maybe, I don't know, teddy bearish sometimes. And um, when those, when those few people crack that shell and they get inside, then it's, it's like uh, they get to enjoy the nice gum inside the, Low pop <laughs> or Tootsie Roll because sometimes they have Tootsie Rolls in there. And I think that's, you know, that fits a little better. The, um, uh, so that's a purpose type of attitude that I try to have because I don't want, I, I don't want everybody in my life. I, I don't trust people like that. And when you're inside, you, you know me well enough to know that you don't fuck me over. Because you fuck me over, then we got another problem. So, but you now know me and you're inside. So when you are in this lifestyle, who do you want to be? Do you want to be the fucking dick? Do you want to come there and be the condescending, condescending asshole? And some people like you and some people hate you and stuff like that. Are you shy? Are you really shy? Or are you pretending to be shy? Are you, what do you want to do? Or are you so shy that you don't want to be shy? You want to be a, uh, uh, what is it called? Extrovert? You want to be an extrovert. You know, like it's it's very important of how you're pursuing, you're you're, you're letting yourself be shown, and I, I think that kind of went towards more towards uh, 
um, I don't know, uh, more of the submissive type of person or something like that. I don't, I, I just, I, I look towards that and then I look on the other side and I say, okay, well, what about the, what about if you're one of those fucking thirsty dudes? And if you don't know what I mean by thirsty, I'm talking about the dudes that are always trying to get somebody's girl or always trying to get some pussy with as soon as the party starts. And that, and you see, I'm using a male reference and I don't, it's just naturally why I do that. I'm, you know, I guess there can be thirsty girls, but I think, um, I think there's some better terms for that, but definitely for the guys, they get so extra thirsty trying to snatch up uh, this and that and that. And sometimes they can make the party uncomfortable or just the environment like, God damn, calm down. I mean, you in the lifestyle, if somebody has fucked you, then that means somebody likes you in the lifestyle or, or however that you want to be in this lifestyle. Um, also, you know, the smothering. And, uh, okay, now somebody has shown you uh, some interest and they just jump. And now they, you jump all over them and then you just stare. The whole, I'm like, God damn. You know, not everybody wants to be smothered. They'd be like, God damn. Like, I, I, I find it, me personally, I find it hard to even all the ways communicate with everybody at, at my parties and more than just a, hey, how you doing? Because I don't want them around me the whole goddamn night. You know, like, I mean, it had a little bit of a, you know, you express a little bit and next thing you know, they're around you the whole time. I'm like, wait a minute. You know, I did not get, I did not uh, come here by myself or I did not come here with somebody else and then have somebody else latch onto me. I, if I want you to latch onto me, I'll tell you. And as far as the people that are going out there, when you, somebody shows you interest and they didn't know you didn't latch on it and you can't let them go, make sure that they are there for that purpose to to be talking to one person because most of the times for you newbies to understand most of the time, especially my parties that that other person is not there to just find one person to talk to the whole night. Like I want to get fucked by a whole bunch of dicks or I want to fuck several of the girls in the party and stuff like that. You got to understand that. And if you, if that person is interested and y'all exchange numbers, y'all do what y'all y'all do, but don't smother people all the time. I know I talked about it last week, but creepy. I can't implore enough about creepiness. If you don't know what you're doing, if you if you have a there's I saw somebody, there was like this, it was like some people that can that are you can pay them on Fat Life to tell them if you're creepy or something like that. So maybe use them. If you don't know that you're creepy, then maybe go online and see who can well tell you if you're a creepy person or not. I don't know how else to do that. I I have a creepometer. meter. So you can come around me and I'll be like, God damn, you creepy as hell. You know, if you want me to do that, you're going to have to pay me to do that because I'm not doing no free creep. I mean, I don't want that many creeps around me to be dealing with that shit. You know, I'm kind of joking, but you know, they just watch out for your creepiness. And, um, you know, if you're, if you're scared, what am I mean by scared? If you're going in there and you're so nervous and you're scared or, 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 is it right time for you? Or is it go through those steps like I told you before. Talk to your host. Talk to the people around you. And uh, I'm making sure you're not going to this place that you have a fear. You know, like there's being nervous is one thing. Having a fear of being scared. Shit, I don't even know why you're there. I mean, and, and, and maybe you're trying to break that. And maybe you're trying to push through that barrier, which I totally commend. But um, uh, make sure you have some precautions in place so that something doesn't 
push you over the edge. And then lastly about this is just uh, really getting the community su- support. We talked about that last episode and, you know, the different ways you can go through it. The, the, as far as the meet and greets and um, the sloshes and the mixers and the different things and talking to the, um, the, the host at each party. But there was a couple of things that I wanted to mention. It was like, like these nonprofits. I'm not going to, I don't want to give out specific names and stuff like that, but research like poly or kink nonprofits that have a lot of information and they can uh, really help with if you want to learn more about the lifestyle in those kind of ways. Um, also, there's some meetup groups. There's, um, you know, INM and I, we have this very different path, but, you know, she is more holistic. Is that the right type of word? Yeah, a little more holistic. That's for me not really knowing the lifestyle. But, you know, like if there's a maybe a tan, tantric approach to it, tantric. What am I saying? Tondrick? Yeah, I don't know what the hell I'm talking about. And so if there's a there's 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 that lifestyle, you can um, research that and you can learn. There's there's, there's teachers and coaches. Um, I&M is a coach. You know, there's different coaches around that can help with those kind of things and get you in the lifestyle. If it, it depends on how serious you want to take it. So I just wanted to, I just wanted to throw that in there because I didn't think that we said enough of. You know, I'm like, okay, go to an event. Well, what if you're not that ready that yet? So then there's actually coaches and there's actually smaller groups and there's actually nonprofits that can just send you some information or something like that. So I didn't want it to make it seem like that you had to be fully exposed just right off the bat. Um, one of the one of the next section, this next section here, it's a very important one to me. It's a, it's something that I'm working on um, for uh, my slave and training. And um, it's a, it's something that I think a lot of people in the lifestyle talked about. Who knows how well it's executed, but um, uh, and how seriously it's taken. But contracts and agreements. Okay, so yes, contracts and agreements. Like you're in this lifestyle, you're you want to have a dynamic with somebody, and in specifically my case, a master slave type of situation. Well, sometimes people are looking at what I'm doing to somebody else and they're like, holy shit. How, I mean, like, is she, is she accepting of that stuff like that? You know, you, that's all the, all the pre-work is for, you know, who gives a shit what somebody thinks. I'm not, I'm not going to ask my slave for permission for something that I've already written the contract and already had to, had to sign up. These are the kind of things that you can, it gives a voice to your, um, your other partner to make sure that that y'all are in agreement with certain type of things. So when when somebody else has a, a judgment or a comment about it, they have no clue of what the hell that y'all came to an agreement on, and more than just verbal. And and you got to understand that um, you know this is not a. I guess I wouldn't say it's a legal contract. This is a uh, a good, healthy understanding of a contract so if it needs to be modified then that's something that y'all need to work together and if you do not want to modify it then you have the right to leave that contract or if you don't want or if it's being violated you know you set yourself up so that those certain dynamics are put in place 
Now, I mean, there's, of course, there's other factors that kind of go into it as you get into this, into this dynamic with somebody or a relationship. Next thing you know, you got more feelings for them. And now, uh, now you have more flexibility and stuff like that. Those are the kind of things that you need to be aware of when you're setting up this, uh, this contract or, or an agreement. So I'm going to read just kind of some of the little parts of the contract that I'm making or that I have used in the past and that I'm making for my current situation. And let me see if I can find this damn thing. And it was um, important because of the fact that the, uh, the, I wanted y'all to see kind of where I went. Now, I'm not going to dive into it because it's, as far as my contract, it's like seven or eight pages long. But I wanted to kind of give you a kind of an, uh, a broad look at it. And again, this is because I identify as a master and I want a slave in my life. So this is a master-slave contract. So uh, um, we, I broke it down into articles. So I have under the articles, I have sections and I have further details in between those. But I'm just going to talk about the articles. So article one is control, obviously what I expect my slave and how this control of the scene, what her expectation is. And I say her because uh, my slave is usually a female or always a female, I should say. Um, and so then we have these different sections that have broken down, which I'm not going to go into. And there's multiple sections. And, and I always put at the end, uh, or I actually have it as a, as a footer. Master must not misuse this control in any way. Slave is free to object to a task, practice, or punishment, but only after the offense has occurred, except for no goals that have been pre-agreed upon under this contract. So I read that last little um, disclaimer because I allow uh, my slave to object against something, but understand that there might potentially be a consequence from it. But if it's something that's, that um, she just can't deal with right now or doesn't feel like, and I, I'm not trying to make this a torture chamber, not unless we add in that scene right there. So it's, uh, it's something where like you want to understand and buy my contract. And what if you've read through that, which I wouldn't accept any slave that hasn't completely read through um, my contract, that they understand what could potentially be the consequences of it. So as in my, going to my article two, uh, it goes about punishment and the different levels of the punishment and how the, um, how the slave will have to understand. And it even goes to the point we'll talk about release, which I hope is never an issue, but if it goes to the point of release and I, I don't know about anybody else. And I don't care about how anybody else identifies as a master in their slave relationship. But as far as I'm concerned, this is a choice that the slave has given to me. So it doesn't matter what they sign this agreement. If at any point my slave wanted to be out of it, then I'll release her. I'm not in there to be um, holding somebody captured. Never have been, never will be. So if you don't want to be with me, for whatever reason that is. And some people might disagree with that as being a master-slave type of thing, but that's the thing that I hold where it's a choice. And that 
comes back to where I learned from back in the day dealing with uh, pimps and stuff like that. The, the, the bitch chose me. So, you know, like, if the bitch cho- chooses me to be her master, then I leave that choice for her to, that she can be released. But I am not changing. So if it's a ultimatum type of situation, then I'd be like, well, then you might as well go. I'm not changing based off of my contract. So anyway, there's punishments. And then Article 3 goes to the no goals and hard limits. So I usually try to um, have a slave, like, tell me what is it, uh, what I said, no goals and hard limits. So what is the things that you cannot see yourself ever doing? Of course, I always come back with, you never know what's going to happen in a couple of years, anything like that. But this is always, this is a fluctuating contract and agreement. So you should revisit it every so often. Um, and then I take what she said to me and then see if that goes against what I say or if we can have an agreement on that. Now, if we, this could be a, a, a period of a time where you stop and say, well, shit, your hard limits is a limit that I need to have or a kink that I need to have. And then you may not go any further and just that, that agreement can't be in place. But if you can find a commonality on on your heart limits, their heart limits, and put them in place, and understand that these there's just some things that um, um, won't be tolerated. I go I go on to explain what exactly a heart limit is. I go and explain to what I mean by no goals. And there's uh you know like I guess some people call it um, soft limits or or a little bit of flexibility, you know, like I, I have a no goal is just for one example, no, no other masters will communicate with you. Now, that's not necessarily true. I don't want another master trying to pursue my slave, but if we're in an environment where there's a master and slave, you know, and I give permission to my slave to say hi or something like that, that's, you know, like there's some little bit of flexibility in there. Um, and then um, there's the heart limits, and and I usually try to give uh, a, a potential slave time to write up and send it to me, and then I we have a back and forth before we put it into the contract. Article four is the punishment levels. Now, I said punishments up here, but I express more of the levels, and I probably should move that up. But um, it's it talks about the different levels and where it gets to the point of. Of where I just released you. Uh, Article five, uh, conduct expectations for a slave. Um, This is very important to me. This is very, uh, this here has, as far as my my, uh, list, there's over 58 different uh, senses on how I expect for the conduct of my, uh, for my, for my slave. So, uh, it's this is where I take my time. I read through the details. I consider what they're going through in their life. You know, if 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 they have children, if they have a if they have a a job, or are they're they're taking care of ill parents, or are they dealing with substance abuse? Some any whatever the case is, I try to tailor my um, uh, my requirements. There's some that are the same, but there's a lot that have to do with um, based on the sense of, of my situation. I think that's important that every time that you come uh, want to get into an agreement or a dynamic or or a relationship, that you have to understand the other person's situation, their life, 
Okay, let's not be fucking stupid here. We have to understand that people have lives. No matter how much you think you're dominant over that person, they still have a life. I mean, at all, unless they, unless you found somebody that just has nobody in their life and they didn't, any, they did nothing, then then I get it. But that's not most people. Most people have some kind of life that they have to attend to, outside of just attending to your needs. Um, to go on, Article Six, play with others. So. But I think I've said this several times. That's a big part of um, of uh, of my personality is playing is having uh, like my slaves to play with others, and I'm okay with it. I've never been about that. My my um, slave couldn't have any additional dick or pussy or anything like that. I've just never been that way. I've just always didn't mind sharing, but it's always under. Uh, my certain guidelines and rules. So, and um, I said Article Seven, long-term contract and agreement. I guess it's the stating the time um, that we before. As I'm looking through it, is stating the time that uh, we uh, will revisit it. So, like, we would love it to be a lifetime contract, but. Let's revisit it every six months and just see if we're still on the same page, what has changed in our life, um, um, so on and so forth. Also, a section about pictures and videos and how like uh, we we have permission for each other and if, and and she's okay with it, me sharing in certain um, elements and stuff like that. You know, so it not only just goes about you know, our relationship, but how, you know, like me taking pictures of her and stuff like that and how important that is. Then we have a signature and slave has a signature. And, uh, uh, I usually do some kind of little ritual that just kind of, um, I don't know, solidifies our partnership and, and we kind of go from there. So that's kind of the basis behind that. And I, I wanted to, there's some sample contracts out there that you can find online. Um, I'm not going to share my contract because it's very personal to me, but I wanted to kind of get you an idea like how important it is, how that stating all these rules, because there's a lot of times there's people don't do that and somebody gets upset because they've been violated in a way that they didn't want to be. <coughs> Excuse me, y'all. Um, code of conduct. That's the next one. Code of conduct. And um, um, I&M has been working on a... Uh, putting together, working with, uh, she started, this, um, got a skeleton of kind of went around and pulled together working this code of conduct. And what we're trying to do is for our parties is put together a nice code of conduct so that people understand how we want them to act at our parties and stuff like that. There, there's, uh, uh, we will share that once we get that completed. But I, what I wanted to say about that was, is that do your due diligence. Make sure that these events that you're going to or these houses that are running normal parties or these kink clubs have some kind of code of conduct because it's important that they understand that how important it is to have information out for other people and how they act. So if you see something that's outside of code of conduct and you're okay with reporting it, then, then you can get those people removed or that situation handled um, in a timely manner. It's a, uh, uh, it's very important to us. We are, we are, um, uh, we, 
we've seen so many different ones. And ours is going to be um, kind of tailored to around what we do. But And there's no general code to fit all situations. I want that to be clear that because you've read one doesn't mean it's going to be the same at another place. You know, some places are swingers and they may have certain dynamics. They may actually say in the code of conduct, no BDSM. Where you go to another place and they might, I don't know, they'll say no. Well, they might say no sex or no, maybe there's no swinging because there's no sex. Um, and and um, so, they, I mean, be mindful of that, you know, ask and see. I don't know why there's a problem. There, there shouldn't be a problem with somebody asking somebody, do you have a code of conduct? Or what is their general code of understanding of where people are coming around and stuff like that? Maybe they don't have it down in paper form. Maybe they can explain it to you and then everybody has an understanding of that. Oh, um, I&M just sent me a little note and just, we were talking about this before, is that if there is no code of conduct in the place and you still feel like you want to go to that party, that place, that house, everything like that, it's always just a good reminder, consent, consent, consent. That should be your basic code of conduct when you come there. Somebody should be asking you, you should be asking them. And I think that will um, clarify a lot. But um, also, use that host. And if that host is uh, is not a person that you feel that uh, even cares about a code of conduct, then maybe it's time to go. I mean, fuck it. I mean, it don't, not every party has to be a... It's going to always be a fucking other party, shit. Oh, man. Lastly, like, is this lastly? Is this the last thing here? Oh, before we get into story time, I see. Uh, King versus criminal. Now, you know, I might get I might get a little pushback from this, but I don't give a fuck. I mean, I mean, it's King versus criminal. Um, I&M had mentioned earlier, she was like, damn, you was talking about the horrorism, and, and you was like, well, that's not King, that's criminal. And uh, maybe we should speak a little bit more on, more on that. And I said, well, my whole thing is that it's always been this very fine line where where crossover can exist. You know, there's, oh, um, I'm doing, I want to do public play. And it's it drives us. And you know, it's kinky and you like the rush of almost getting caught. And I, I'm not talking about from me, but you get caught by the police, you're going to be a criminal. And it, and I'm, and I'm saying, don't do it. I'm saying, like, those are the kind of situations that you have to be um, mindful of as far as what the outside world is going to look at you and, and um, uh, knowing that, that there's that, that fine line of where and how far can you take it, how far can you not take it. Is going to a sex theater and then, you know, fucking in there, then that's technically outside of your house, I guess. I mean, but it's not outside in public. How do you, how do you deal with that? I mean, I mean, fuck. I mean, that I would love to, to, you know, go to a park and, well, I guess I pulled over on the side of the road and I was getting some head uh, the other day. So I guess that's not a, a question of um, if I've done it or not done it, but it's like, those, those are the little rushes we get and, and that's understandable, but that's, when we talk about more the criminal type of things, we're talking about where um, somebody violates somebody because it, they, there's so much going on in that they just jump in there and they do something. Or they uh, are using something, you know, Fet Life, you can, uh, you can kind of read through somebody and then you can kind of, oh, they like this and this and this. I can hit these points just so I can lure that person out and deal with the criminals are, or I'm going to stalk the hell out of this person 
just because I'm interested is not. And then they think it's voyeurism or they think it's something else. The next thing you know, they're fucking straight up peeper and creep. I mean, it, there's there's those fine lines between crossing over into into uh, from a kingster to a criminal. I had a uh, this is a while back. Uh, this is a while back. I, I would say three or four months ago. I'm not saying years, but three or four months ago. And um, basically, it was having this conversation with somebody in FetLife, and it was a young girl. And she goes, she was like 23 or 24, and she was like, "Oh yeah, your club is not, was nothing full of creeps, and you're a creep." I said, "All right, I'm a creep." I was like, "Okay, well, um, if you think I'm a creep, you can go ahead and block me because I don't know. I, I didn't, you know, I, I didn't understand why she was calling me a creep, but I was like, okay, my club is creepy. Nothing but creepy old man." She goes, no, I'm not going to block you. I want you to sit there and creep me, creep on me the whole time. And I'm like, what the fuck? You know, like it, it's it, it dived into something where I'm like, all right, I see the reference. You want to be, you know, like you want the attention. You want somebody to, to creep on you. But now, well, there's there starts to be this blurred vision. And now somebody thinks, somebody say, oh, okay, that's cool. She likes that shit. So the next person might like it or something like that. They like. It's such a fucking difficult world to kind of maneuver and knowing what you're doing right or doing wrong and stuff like that. But those kind of things is like, you know, she was kind of thriving off somebody creeping on her. And I was like, okay. I, and it, for me, it was like, yeah, that's stupid. I'm not doing that. But it's, uh, it's, there's these fine lines that we're trying to figure out. And, you know, uh, is somebody really being creepy or is it just you don't like them? Or is there... Somebody being creepy because the last person told me it was all right to be creepy, and now they're being creepy because they think it's an attraction, and it's not. You know, like, it's so fucking crazy how when we're dealing with this kind of shit, um, there is no excuse for uh, predators and violators. Um, you all, it, people, I got a question like, what's the difference? I said, predator is somebody that's literally looking and trying to violate and trying to prey on somebody where a violator could be somebody that didn't even know, but they need to learn and they need to, um, they either do it with by ignorance or by laziness, you know, like it, then is that a predator? I mean, I guess it depends on who, who, uh, how you determine that, but somebody that's out there lurking, that's out there trying to cause some damages is a predator and somebody in the environment that they're they're just idiots and they violate something sometimes. And I mean, I'm not giving them an excuse, but there's there could be a difference between the two. Uh, non-consent. Well, I mean, that kind of goes back to everything is the 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 CNC is what we talk about. So you were talking about a fine line. That's where it's. Uh, um, I told you it was like one of my first stories, and um, uh, it's. Elements of it is a part of my life now, but there's people that take that go into it very deeply. And how do you, how do you uh, keep that line there where you're not crossing over to criminal? Uh, and I mean, of course, you know, if you have the full communication and stuff like that, what if now if that person takes it to somebody else? What if happened is that dynamic, and or what if the person that it's happening to? now only wants it that way and then it's something happens I, I, there's this is such a slippery slope it's hard to even 
give you a concrete type of example because there is so many arguments on both sides and 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 why we're for while most of us in the lifestyle are working towards this is kink it's not criminal it's not um, distorted it's not um uh offsetting well you know we still have to deal with those other elements that are telling people some of the different things so I, I I wanted to kind of run through that here for this week, and I know it's um, it's it's uh, not the most glorifying uh, subject, but it's just those extra details, and and hopefully this is giving you a lot more. Some people have told me they've they've learned a lot, and some people have said it's sparked them to start researching more. That's all we're trying to do. Like you know, like look for some other stuff. And I think we're kind of, uh, we're kind of um, starting to wrap down on kind of the educational part of it, the informational part of it, and uh, we're talking about some different stuff next week. Um, I'll talk about that a little bit later. But um, if you have any questions, like I always say, if you have any questions, emails at questions at beyond kink dot com, and if um, uh, if you want to just reach out to me personally, if uh, if you don't want my team to read it, or if you had something that you wanted to say, you can always reach me reach out to me at, ma- at masterdeon at beyond kink.com or go to my FetLife page and send me a message. Um, all right, I think it's about that time. It's, it's your story time. Story time. It's story time. All right, Kingsters. Yes, yes, yes. And we got another story for the week. And this story comes from a gentleman that um, speaks about how he kind of got into the life. Uh, again, like I said, I always read the stuff verbatim. And so if it doesn't always make sense, don't, 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 don't get at me. It's not my fault. Uh, I&M read it and was like, wait a minute, this doesn't make sense. I was going, no, it's kind of like slang. And I was like, it's kind of. You know, that, that's just kind of the way people talk. And so we just kind of accept it. Um, but as always, we're looking for more stories. Your story. And um, hit us up at your story at beyond-kink.com because it's important that we get your story out. And again, we remain anonymous. And that um, it encourages other people as far as when they get into the lifestyle and how they got into the lifestyle. So with no further ado... Let's read this story. I can't make this shit up. It's Mother's Day, and my ex was running errands with her best friends. Apparently, she had a warrant for her arrest, unpaid parking tickets, and was considered high flight risk. Who cares what or how she got pulled over, but she did with her boyfriend and our kids in the car. I'm a, maybe that's her best friend and our kids in the car. I get a call saying she was picked up and her best friend had her purse, car, and my keys. So I briskly procured all of the, of the above. I'm a brother, so I never call the cops, let alone courthouse or bail bonds, folks. So I, So I'm calling her and there's and they're trying to figure out where the hell my wife is. 
I finally found her, but to my dismay, my cell phone died. But I remember I had her purse and her cell phone was chilling the whole time, the whole time battery on Arthur Schwarzenegger. I mean, strong, you hear me? So I called a bail bondsman person and we get her out. While I'm waiting at the jailhouse, I'm looking at her phone and see a random number. It's a Georgia zip code, so I wasn't tripping. But I was curious, so I asked who it who this who it was. Who it was. Dude wasn't obviously want to bright, and I got all the info I needed. He hit her phone up on some wrong number shit, but she was catfishing. Now she was a stray at home, a stay-at-home mom with no desire to do anything except be super mom. So I didn't fault her for her cabin fever, but I was tickled. So the first time I asked her, was you catfishing now? And she just bust out crying in tears. I'm so sorry. I was bored, blah, blah, blah. I'm doing anything to make it up. I'll do anything to make it up. So I said, okay, well, I want a threesome. You swallow and anal. She did all of them, but I felt horrible. I had just been faithful to this woman in marriage for over a decade. But she just let me fuck some other woman. And I'm trying, I'm telling you, she probably got the biggest, hardest reaction or erection possible from me, being that I was monogamous for the last decade. So I said, you know what? Fuck it. Go have your fun because when we turn old, you ain't going to be throwing that in my face. I can see the argument. Well, I'll let you fuck that, that one bitch and I let you fuck that one dude so we even, girl. Shut up and eat your plum pudding. Well, she did, and and we and we revisited our conversation of what of would be of would it be okay with it if we would be okay with it. Fast forward, full swap, game bangs and orgies. Next time, you know, I'm knee deep in pussy, and our rules went out the door. I'm fucking bitches on lunch, sneaking out, smashing hoes, coming in sluts. And choking out whores. Life ain't bad. All right. Well, that, that was a, a very interesting story. Sorry about the read. Uh, it was uh, uh, a little kind of like run together. And, um, but it is what it is. And I don't know. I look at that story and I said, okay, it, there's obviously a lot of cut out. But basically, um, instead of him... Well, I don't know. Maybe he, did he use it to his advantage to, or or what when he found out that his uh, that his wife was catfishing another guy? And it was like it seemed like they opened and explored the world, and they uh, they started going more into the lifestyle. Now I don't know if uh, like it, I couldn't tell from that if that ended up being good situation or bad situation, but it was a situation that how that's kind of opened up his world and, or maybe, you know, like, was that a, that he, was he able to, oh, okay, now I can do something because of it. Now I'm not talking shit. I'm just saying, you know, like it's uh well, oh, okay, you did something. Now I can go do this. Or is it, you know, we opened this world up together. 
I'm not the judge of that. I'm just saying that you read into the story, or listen to the story. There, there's several conclusions you can come to with it. He seems to be a happy man about the way he's uh, um, enjoying his fuck sessions now and stuff like that. And if uh, if if it's all consensual, shit, have fun. Uh, if you like it, I love it. Uh, I think that's really. I, I'm sorry, y'all. I'm just. I'm just. Uh, we can. You can tell I'm still nasally, and I'm kind of in and out of it. Um, let's. Uh, we're gonna have this is kind of the wrap up we're gonna do for today, and um, um, I'm gonna come back to you in full strength, cock hard, ready to go. But um, I want to kind of wrap it up, and and uh, next week show is topic is gonna go. Is we're gonna talk about going from fantasy to reality, and it's really about all the a lot of the newbies and stuff like that who are who have been fantasizing jacking off or playing with their pussy or whatever and watching porn videos and all this stuff, how to get into reality of it and when it's time to get really kinky. We're going to go more into some other stuff that, uh, that I'll mention next week, but um, I want y'all to, you know, it's been very, very calm to start off the show and we're, we got, we're ready to start getting ready to take off. So I want y'all to get the information and, um, you know, like how you go to a party and they want to sit there and have a fucking discussion at first. And then let's get fucked. Let's get to the point where we start fucking. Well, we're about to get to the point where we start fucking. So it, I don't, and I don't mean that literally. Don't take me. We're not going to sit there and have a porn fucking video. But we get to that point where we're going to start fucking. All right. Uh, again, send us your stories. Your stories at uh, beyond-kink.com. And um, look out. We, we, like I said, we have tomorrow. We have the uh, Kink and Curious Party at 6 p.m. You have to buy your tickets on Eventbrite. Um, you can find that on FetLife or you can go to Eventbrite. Um, purchase your tickets. It's going to be a fun night. It starts at 6 and goes to 8-ish. Eight, eight, and um, um, it's going to be at a local cigar bar. So they give some opportunity to, to uh, patronize a small business and... Um, and they're trying to work their way out of COVID. So let's let's support them and, and purchase items there for uh for the for the help of that business. We we're only charging ten dollars. So we're not it's not really about us making money. It's about that the place is getting helped out and that people that want to learn more or want to get more uh comfortable with what's with the environment, that they can come here without getting taxed for it. All right, well, if there, I think that's basically it. You know what? You know how I like to always say it. First of all, stay healthy, man. Make sure y'all doing y'all things to uh, beat this stuff. You know, in as far as Colorado's concerned, you can go get your shots if you want to get your shots. Um, I travel so much and I do so many parties that it's a strong consideration for me. <coughs> and like as always, Kingsters, keep it kinky. Peace. Shouts out to all the kinksters that tuned in this week to listen to another episode of Beyond Kink with Master Dion. Don't forget to like, comment, and hit that subscribe. To stay connected with me, Master Dion, follow at Beyond Kink on Instagram and all social media platforms. As always, keep it kinky. Keep it kinky.